Maserati go crazy. Microphone check one two, hip hop legal in full effect. Ladies and gents, we're here. We're talking about it. Trump's pardon list. Doesn't it bring a smile to your face? A smile similar to the one that we're looking at on the screen right now of the great Donald J. Trump. And who would have known that J stood for Jerome or Jetro or Javon? You dig? Anyway, in an effort to further ingratiate himself with the hip-hop community, uh, and by proxy, I have something that he can hang his hat on in terms of what he has done for the black community at large. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listen, he got these dudes out of prison, uh, got some of them commutations, uh, and got some of them some pardons, just was handing them out. Uh, and we're not sure if there's anything tied to those uh, favors, if you will, uh, which, you know, it is what it is. Whoever signed that check, hopefully they can cash it. But I will tell you this in terms of Kodak. Uh, let's step back and put him on screen. Let's hope that he's someone that becomes a tool uh, and an agent for positive change and positivity towards our community. Because unfortunately, he hasn't been here. And what tends to happen, especially when guys get back, is it's in this inevitable path towards destruction, not only for themselves, but for those around them. And when we reflect back, really, the, our communities. Let's think about when Tupac came home back in the day and how just him joining up with Death Row, uh, which segues perfectly in terms of Harry O, which we'll talk about in a second. But when Pac came home back in the day um, from uh, the initial charge, uh, I believe the um, uh, sexual assault that occurred, uh, and was home on an, on an appeal, uh, he went down a path towards destruction. And when we reflect back, you got to think about the entities that were involved and what their motivation was. So I hate to say it, I would hate that somehow we find out behind the scenes that there's someone controlling the strings that further wants to use hip-hop to destroy a community, which, by the way, anyone along those lines or that's involved in that endeavor and you're listening to this consider this as a wake-up call no more you're not going to be able to use the same ridiculous strategies that we all understand why in terms of you just trying to make it all about money that you would use to uh, create a deficit and, and further destroy the credibility of a community by putting uh, a tether in position that maybe does not have any vested interest in that community and giving them a few trinkets, a few dollars here and there in hopes that they push forward your objective. So we get it, but we're gonna hold them accountable on our end. Whether locked up or on the outside, the only thing that we're praising moving forward is honorable men, honorable moves that black men pursue. And that's from hip hop legal standpoint and any other entity that I am personally involved in or uh, know of. This is a paradigm-shifting moment here. And so, again, Trump may have done this, who knows why, 
But we're going to turn all of these into positives because God bless these folks for being home now, for being pardoned, having a clean record, knowing good and well that far too many folks don't have that opportunity and have dirty records based off of a system that unfortunately has been proven now to be extremely racist. All right, so first and foremost, let's start off with the individuals that were pardoned. Uh, We have the one and only Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., I think that's his full name. Okay, I'm kidding. Of course that's his full name. But you may know him as Little Wayne or Little Louisiana or Louisiana Piranha or Wizzle F. Baby. Please say the baby. So many different names all throughout a generation. What what a good time that was, wasn't it? Uh, but getting back on point, yeah, Little Wayne got pardoned and it stemmed from an initial meeting. Uh, we're getting these details now, but apparently... Wayne meant, went to go meet with Trump at the at the Doral uh, uh, Trump Club, the golf club out there, and they sat down, had a nice meet, uh, you know, again with Bradford Cohen, uh, a heavyweight attorney out here representing not only Wayne but he also represented Kodak on various fronts, and in fact, I think he got a two for two here. He got two of his clients a presidential pardon. That's pretty effing awesome, man, from a legal standpoint. So kudos to Bradford Cohen, Esquire, for being one of the best uh, entertainment lawyers out here, especially in the South Florida region. Uh, but th- that being said, the meeting took place. And, you know, after the initial intro, you know, Wayne pretty much talked about his life. And I guess that resonated with Trump somehow because apparently he liked him. And I'm sure he respected the fact that afterwards... Wayne posted a picture on his IG of him standing next to Trump, giving a thumbs up and giving him the endorsement. Which, you know, look, listen, man, you got to make the best decisions for yourself in this life. Uh, but obviously, it's better to position yourself to be more of a instrument of positivity and to be used and have that as leverage versus being an instrument of destruction. And so that is the larger point here that I think Wayne, again, uh, turning that, uh, you know, into that place in his life. I'm sure now as an older man, uh, hopefully his intentions are to put the best out into the universe as possible as opposed to destroying a community. So that popped off for Wayne. Kudos to him because uh, he was looking at a little bit of time there, especially being someone uh, in possession of a uh, firearm. But I wonder, uh, the drug charges... Uh, Apparently it was heroin and some other things that hip-hop hasn't accepted yet, by the way. But, hey, I guess dudes are doing them, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I guess those charges got thrown out. You know, sometimes the criminal justice system kills me, man. How it applies this uh, level of hypocrisy and almost just kind of dares people to question it. And we just have to accept it. And, you know, it's okay for most folks from the outside looking in until they're thrown into that same position and they ask for that same level of leniency and they don't get it. But I digress. And I tell you what, what I find interesting, um, I was reading this article uh, in which Bradford Cohen was quoted as stating that uh, a lot of folks sort of, you know, gravitate towards Trump because his style is similar to the style of, you know, a lot of these guys that kind of carry themselves the same way. 
And so <laughs> that's why they see themselves like Trump. But I got to tell you, man, hip hop has been responsible. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Hip hop was responsible for Donald Trump getting into office uh, because they rapped about him for nearly a decade or two <laughs> and made him the pinnacle of success and the embodiment of what it means to be successful in America. Everything Donald Trump, everything Trump, everything big, everything Trump-esque. So I guess this is a little bit of a thank you very much for getting this done for me. A favor for a favor. Anyway, moving right along. Now this person, again, is another client of Mr. Bradford Cohen. Uh, and he, again, Bradford Cohen actually represented or still represents Corey Lewandowski, uh, which is someone else that is in the Trump uh, orbit, if you will. And so <laughs> this is a heck of a move here to get his you know, clients involved and get them in the door uh, to have been able to get their pardons and their clemencies. Uh, and so with Kodak, though, again, named Bill K. Capri, let's call him what the man name is. He changed his name to Bill K. Capri, but he was born Ducin Octave. Uh, but he was granted a commutation, uh, which will forgive the remainder of his 46-month sentence for lying on background paperwork while attempting to buy guns. Uh, and according to Bradford, he served half of the time thus far that he was given uh, and could be released ASAP out of Chicago. Uh, and while many folks paid thousands of dollars Interestingly enough, for Kodak to be able to finagle this commutation, he used a very strategic social media campaign by getting folks to write letters. Uh, you're talking about Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens to uh, former New York Police Department commissioner, believe it or not, uh, Bernard Carrick. Uh, and these individuals vouch for Kodak's character and philanthropy. Uh, and that route was less conventional. Uh, and, you know, again, having supporters like Gucci Mane and Little Yachty and Vanilla Ice obviously does not hurt. Uh, but Kodak, though, needs to be very careful for many reasons, as I stated before in the beginning. Uh, we, in terms of hip-hop lovers, always believe in second chances and opportunities to redeem yourself. But he's going to be coming out with a sexual assault, uh, alleged sexual assault, let's be, let's be clear, but he was under indictment for that one, and that was out of South Carolina, and this occurred back in 2016. Uh, but a trial has been repeatedly delayed, and apparently he's, he faces up to 30 years in prison if convicted on that one. So that exists there, and it is looming and hovering over the head of someone like Kodak Black. Uh, moving along, we have the great, the legendary, quiet as kept, you may not know him, but real hip-hop heads know of him. Mr. Harry O. Mr. Harris, to be clear. Michael Harry O. Harris was responsible for bankrolling death row. Uh, early on, he was one of the financiers uh, and actually ran into some troubles. Well, his business partners ran into troubles, uh, if we're being honest here. But Suge Knight is who I'm speaking of specifically, kind of tried to screw him over and really didn't do it. Uh, because uh, Harry O's wife got paid while he was out. But Freeway uh, Rick Ross, the uh, crack dealer turned uh, businessman and entrepreneur and motivational speaker, what have you. He's a good guy these days. 
But he talked about how when he was locked up with Harry O, uh, again, who's been down for 30 plus years uh, and is finally on his way home after that experience. But he talked about how they uh, had the initial conversation with, uh, I believe, Michael Kenner or uh, Bruce Kenner. I forget the first name, but the gentleman is an attorney out of L.A. And he, again, brought the uh, potential business opportunity to Harry O to finance death row and sure enough they did man and it turned into a hundred million dollar entity but eventually got sold off because of how reckless uh suge was which you know it is what it is but you talk about someone that has had a hand in uh, one of the greatest rappers to ever pick up a mic man and, and be involved in this music thing i mean i showed you a picture of him earlier tupac you know if it wasn't for harry o there wouldn't be a tupac at least uh, in terms of the grandeur that uh, sort of backed him towards the tail end of his career and life. Uh, but Harry O is someone that, you know, if you talk to any OGs, they'll tell you that this is a stand-up guy that uh, on many of occasions had an opportunity to come home earlier just to give up information on different individuals, uh, but did not provide that information and stood tall uh, along the way and uh, is on his way home. So... God bless him. The other person that was involved in this whole commutation and uh, uh, clemency scenario here is someone that is not uh, really known too much in the industry. Uh, obviously, is behind the scenes, but the name has been thrown out there. And in fact, um, it's been used uh, as a uh, negative sort of uh, attribute that is associated with Rock Nation. Um, I forget when the beef was happening, but at one point, someone threw out the idea that Rock Nation um, keeps, quote-unquote, snitches around them because of the individuals that work closely with Jay-Z and at the top of Rock Nation uh, have a storied uh, past that may have some allegations of snitching. If you don't know who I'm talking about, this is going to be Ms. Desiree Perez. She's the chief executive at Rock Nation, actually, uh, which is a management company and label with a social justice component. Um, she was convicted in 1994 of conspiracy with intent to distribute drugs. Ms. Perez said she was she has applied for the pardon just two days earlier after seeing news reports of Trump's plans for his final hours in office. Uh, she says, I feel good, but a little numb. Ms. Perez said in a phone interview, I haven't forgiven myself and I'm not sure I ever will. Uh, well, that's, that's an interesting statement. Pretty heavy. Miss um, Perez, uh, she stated that she has worked closely with the NFL and their partnership with Jay-Z uh, in the White House, called her an advocate for criminal justice reform in her community. Uh, and, you know, she was quoted as stating this, um, there's been so much judgment that goes along with a conviction without the time and reflection from others about it. Uh, how did someone end up in that place? You know, my story has a reason, Miss Perez said. Everyone's story has a reason. I'm just a girl from the Bronx, and to think about all the things that I had to overcome and how I persevered to get where I am, well, now you're making me cry. Uh, uh, but, you know, she was asked about her feelings about Trump, and, you know, she deflected at that time, and stated that I would prefer to not answer that question today. Uh, she said, um, it's not the best etiquette. <laughs> so, last but not least, we have the former mayor of 
Detroit, uh, Mr. Kwame Kilpatrick, a eloquent brother. When I've seen him talk, I've always been like, that's that's how you're supposed to carry yourself as a black man that is in a position of power. Uh, unfortunately, he got involved into some things that uh, became problematic for not only his career, but also his freedom. Uh, he got sent off to the feds. I forget how much time he got, uh, but he was going to be sitting there for a minute. Uh, and he got blessed. He got blessed, and he'll be home soon, I imagine. Uh, and that's one of those that I think certain aspects of the black community uh, may take note and ingratiate themselves again with someone like Trump, despite everything that transpired. So watch closely and realize that politics make strange bedfellows. Uh, last but not least, we have an honorable mention here. Uh, and look, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't want to do it. It's not in good taste to laugh at the situation. But wife and Lucy is not going to get a pardon or clemency. Uh, in fact, he's going to be in some trouble here uh, based off of these alleged crimes, um, which have a horrendous sort of spin to it. And the timing of this is is very crazy and may implicate some other individuals. But we're going to do a deep dive into this at some point. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, and so we'll close out with this. The Donald Trump presidency clearly ended on a bad note. Uh, but I think it was a very interesting moment um, and wouldn't shouldn't have ended, ended any other way when you think about the universe and how things truly work. Uh, and those of us that are paying attention and that recognize what's transpiring in this world should all look at it as a wake-up call that no one can operate uh, in a way where they, again, have no sense of accountability and don't sort of care what comes on along with their act, uh, reactions because you won't, you can't move unimpeded in this society, even as a white man. Uh, and, you know, you could nearly be a billionaire in Trump's case. I don't know if he's truly a billionaire, but uh, you're going to have problems if you don't know how to play the game the right way. And I think the right way is more so about playing the game honestly and playing the game uh, in a way where you don't disrespect people left and right. I mean, you can have your feelings about them, but to start making certain moves when you're in a position of power that are clearly... Uh, representative of your vitriol or anger towards certain groups and individuals. And beyond that, fanning the flames that can get this society going and really the aspects of this society that many folks would never have expected to get go to that place. Insurrection. These things we never thought would happen, but they did. And, you know, we had to make a change. We did make a change technically when we voted uh, you know, to get him out of office. But some folks still believe that wasn't the case. God bless you if you don't. I'm not here to challenge any individual based off of their uh, delusions. But I will say that as Americans moving forward, and more so hip-hop heads, we still need to take that ownership that we've always had in terms of leading this society and this culture. As far as making the cool things, the things that other people follow, other groups follow, it's hip-hop that does it. And so, you know what that entails. And I will say this to people that maybe feel like they 
want to bring a uh, contradictory response to what hip-hop truly means, which, again, is about in- inclusivity. That's the bottom line of it. Uh, if you're against that, then you got to step out of this culture, man. You're not going to partake in it. If you want to listen to the music, go and listen to it in your own little corner. But there's no way you're going to take certain aspects of the culture without accepting the people that created the culture. So that was my little rant there, a little hip-hop legal rant. But uh, we'll see how this plays out, man. Hopefully these people stay out, and uh, we'll see what happens to Trump. We'll see if any of these people become spokespeople for Trump now uh, and have to wash his ba- or hands or uh, scratch his back when their time comes up. So anyway, thank you for checking out Hip-Hop Legal. You want an only source for hip-hop, the law, politics, and anything else in between.